0: You are listening to the Gird Up podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping young men grow into the men God has created them to be. Hey, everybody! My name is Charles Ungemach, and I am your podcast host. Today, we're taking text from Joshua chapter five, verses thirteen and fourteen. Now, uh, this is a part of Scripture where they're talking about um, Joshua and the Israelites. Journey into the promised land. They've crossed the Jordan, are about to attack Jericho. Everybody's on high alert. And Joshua sees a guy standing in front of him. Here's what scripture says. Now when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and asked, Are you for us or for our enemies? Neither, he replied. But as commander of the Lord's armies, I have come. Whoa, so often, all the time, we think that God fights for us, whether we're talking about a football team, whether we're talking about right and wrong, whether we're talking about uh, how a church goes, whether we're talking, no matter what we're talking about, for some reason, we as humans seem to think that God is on our side, that God fights for us. I've got God in my corner. When was the last time you heard that? We hear it pretty often. I've got God in my corner. God will fight for us. Wrong. It makes it pretty clear. The angel of the Lord tells Joshua, I am not for you. As commander of the Lord's armies, I have come. The Concordia of Study Bible, I love it. That's the one that I read the most, says Joshua and Israel must know their place. It is not that God is on their side. Rather, they must fight God's battles. I'm going to repeat that. It is not that God is on their side. Rather, they must fight God's battles. Sin makes us super egocentric. We are the most important thing in our own lives. How many I statements do you make in one day? I'm, not, I'm with you. I'm not exempt from this. How many I statements do we make in a day? I'm hungry. I'm cold. I think this. I think that. I want this. I want that. I think you have a terrible haircut. I think you're the cutest person in the world. I want to go to whatever. I think that blah, 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 blah. I'm hurt. I'm offended. <laughs> you hear that one a lot in the United States. I'm offended. By what? By common sense? Anyway, that's a digression. How many I statements do we make in a day? Plenty. If you're anything like me, way too many. That's egocentrism. All you're thinking about is yourself. Okay? Social media is even worse. It is all about me. Snapchat? Are you kidding? And now the Instagram stories? I am... I will admit that I do use Instagram snor- stories every once in a while. <laughs> I just call them Insta- Instagram snories, which they kind of are because I do not care about your food. Anyway, um... Snapchat is even worse. i got to tell everybody in the world what I'm doing at every moment of the day. I'm going to tell the whole world good morning. I'm going to tell the whole world good night. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. At least it's better than back in the old school days of Facebook when you would just post everything on your... um, Lizzie feels dizzy. And in a face with swirly eyes. What does that even mean? Why are you posting that? Social media is all about you and you feeling good and you feeling connected and all the little feelings inside of you. Now, I'm not mocking feelings, but I am mocking the feelings you get from social media. Just because somebody likes your post on social media doesn't mean they like you and doesn't give you more whatever. It doesn't give you more clout. It doesn't make you more valuable. You cannot derive your value from social media. You have one good place, and that is it to derive your value from, and that is your heavenly Father. Also a digression. Anyway, uh, we take the same approach to our lives as we do to social media, and we do with all those I statements. Think about what we do on a daily basis. We date somebody who makes us look good or feel a certain way. That's, that's why the, I mean, I can't. that's why most of the world isn't celibate. It's self-seeking pleasure. That's why people use porn. It's self-seeking pleasure. I want to feel good. I want my problems to go away. That's why people drink too much alcohol. I want to feel better. I want my problems to go away. I want to feel loved. I want to feel like a man. Why do people work out along that strain? Why do you have dudes with tiny little chicken legs and big giant arms? Because they want to feel sexy. How come girls are posting pictures of their... Yeah, all over Instagram. Because the twins make them feel beautiful. And when so many comments on them, oh, hey, you sexy lady, all of a sudden their value goes up. It's not real value. That's not real value. They're objectifying you. Anyway, it's all about me and it's all about my feelings. Okay. We work out so people think that we're sexy or that we can kill it playing basketball at the Y. It's not even a real game. It's a pickup game. But we work so hard for those little spots where we find value. We also spend ridiculous amounts of money, on, especially on credit cards, money we don't even have yet. Everybody's in debt because we're spending money we don't have, including me. Well, I stopped now. I'm not spending money I don't have anymore. But I've I racked up credit card debt. I'm paying it off right now. That's money we don't have. That's being incredibly selfish. Our grandparents and great-grandparents would be ashamed of the amount of debt we're, r- we're racking up. It's all because we think that we deserve something. I deserve what I want. I worked hard this week. I'm going to buy a new pair of shoes on my credit card and then pay it off 12 years from now. That's not... You, do, you, you get what you deserve when that paycheck comes in the mail. And then when that paycheck runs out, you're done. You don't deserve anything more than that. That's just being selfish. Selfish against your own stinking future, against your own stinking future family, that's just being selfish. That's the third time I've digressed during this podcast already. Let's move on. It's not about me at all. The Lord is very clear, and he tells us that this life is not about you and me. This life is about him. We have been created with a specific purpose and objective. Ephesians 2 verse 10 says, we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God created in advance for us to do. I like that word workmanship. It is very specific and it means that we it was done with great care. God didn't just plop us together or put us on a conveyor belt and create a whole bunch of us at the same time. There's only one of you and there's only one of me. There are no carbon copies. And each one of us has a specific purpose and a specific vocation, a specific job to do because God put so much care into knitting us together in our mother's womb. Think about the care it takes for an old woman to knit a scarf. Every little knot, every little stitch takes incredible care. And that's the kind of care and concern that the Lord put into knitting us together. It also says that he's prepared those in advance. He knew in eternity, before the earth was created, that those works were what we were going to do. He prepared them for us. He has a job for us to do. And it is our daily duty and privilege to seek out God's will for our lives and to follow through on it. And you cannot know God's will if you don't talk to him. And there's two ways to talk to him. We've talked about this before. There are two ways to talk to our Heavenly Father. You read the word and you pray. In the word of God, he speaks to you. And when you speak back to your Heavenly Father in prayer, that's an incredible conversation and things start to happen. The Lord will start making doors open in your life. He'll start laying things on your heart, and he will tell you in his word what he wants you to do and what he needs you to do. So make sure you are talking to your heavenly father. We've also got to understand that when he says he's prepared good works in advance for us to do, he's not talking about like a destination or a specific vocation that you're going to do. And like when you get there, that's the end game you got to understand that the end, the, the end game is death and we go to heaven. So it, your vocation, the good works God has prepared in advance for us to do, it's a lifelong string of duties and vocations and acts of service that he's prepared for us. And like It's not just like, I'm going to be a teacher, end game. Now I'm serving God and this is my vocation and this is how I serve him. It's going to go throughout your life and it's going to change as you go and as you mature. And as your life circumstances change, so will the things that God has prepared for you to do. Okay? And it's not just the big obvious things. It includes taking care of yourself and being healthy. It includes growing in your like growing your spirit and growing in faith, and it means an active pursuit of your heavenly Father. That is all a part of the good works that he has prepared in advance for you to do. Okay? So you got to stop acting like God fights for you. God does not fight for you. We fight our Heavenly Father's battles. You've got a specific purpose and a job to do. You've got to figure it out, and you're not going to figure it out if you're not in communication with your Heavenly Father. Okay? You also need to seek God like crazy and act on that which he lays on you, both in Scripture and through communication with him. What you read in Scripture and God commands you to do in Scripture, go out and do it. And then when it gets into the for things, like what should I do for a living or, you know, um, which wife should I choose, or all that stuff. That stuff that isn't clearly defined in Scripture, Like, there's not going to be words jumping out of the page that say, Mary, Jennifer. It's not going to happen. So when you get to that point, you've got to talk to your Heavenly Father and He will lay it on your heart. He will guide you. He promises that He will guide you. Use Scripture as a guide and talk to Him. Okay? Remember, You're fighting the Lord's battles. Have a good one. You have just listened to an episode of the Gird Up Podcast, a place where we're helping boys and men grow into the men that God has created them to be. Make sure you're sharing this podcast with your friends and family and relatives and the men around you in your life, both boys and men. And make sure... That you follow me on Instagram at Coach Ungemach. Find me on Facebook as Charlie Ungemach, Or you can email me at CoachUngermach at gmail.com. Have a great day.